Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am, but Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to the Thistle Scottish Rugby Podcast. It has arrived. The Rugby World Cup is just around the corner. And why not enjoy it with some ice-cold craft beer from our friends at Beer 52. Get yourself over to beer52.com forward slash thistle and you'll get yourself a crate of eight free beers and a snack to enjoy while you're watching the rugby. This month, they all come from the East Coast of America, Boston, Massachusetts, and there's some great stuff in there. That's beer52.com forward slash thistle. All you have to do is pay £4.95 in postage and packaging, and they will be sent straight to your door. Get yourself over to beer52.com forward slash thistle and get yourself some beers. Hello and welcome back to the Thistle Scottish Rugby Podcast. The big day has arrived. It is Matt's stag do tonight um, as a little precursor to Scotland versus Ireland on Sunday. Matt, I can see you're you're looking a little bit nervous over there, bud. Uh, It's it's excited nerves. You know, there's a lot going on this weekend. Rugby World Cup, stag. I I just don't have any insight as to what's going to happen. So on both fronts, yeah, exactly. On both fronts, I don't like not being in control. I was thinking about how anxious we're all going to be on Sunday morning, waking up after a two-day bender to watch a Scotland I'd, I'd, game. I'd be happy to sleep through it and wake up. How are we <laughs> going to be to wake to wake up to a victory? Can't you just fight? You would find out. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. Oh no, as in, oh, you just don't want to watch yeah, the game at all. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, go through that pain. I feel like you've given too much to Scottish rugby over the last few years, four years not to watch it live. So you're staying up with me the whole time, then? So you're saying? Yeah, I'll be there. Just hold each other in the morning. <laughs> and in some youth hostel in uh, Tallinn. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's gonna be, uh, well, we don't know. You've just got your passport and a, and a wee weekend bag with you. You don't know where you're going. So. Passport and a toothbrush. Or very, very exciting. Well, thank you very much for joining us again, guys. Uh, always chatting to us on Twitter, at Thistle Rugby Pod, on Instagram, Thistle underscore rugby underscore pod. And in the mailbag, that's the Thistle Rugby at Gmail. 
Com. So, obviously, the big news is the preview of the Ireland game, which is coming up on Sunday morning. Ireland have just released their team, so we're going to be diving into that in a little bit. But there has been some big breaking news this week and a couple of things we want to touch on before we get into that. Firstly, very sad news that um, Scotland back rower David Denton has been forced to retire from the game due to concussion. Alan, Dent Wheezy, he's no longer a professional rugby player. Very sad. My mortal enemy. Yeah. (laughs) After everything he did to you. After everything he's done to me. Uh, No, I know. It's sad, really, isn't it? I mean, looking back at the sort of 2015 World Cup, that was... Because he started the quarterfinal. Yep, he did. did. Um, And I remember he sort of came on the scene. I think it was around about... 2012 in that Scotland-England game at Murrayfield where mm. he had an absolute storm. I think that was his debut. He yeah, got mad was. at the match, didn't yeah, he? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think, you know, someone who probably didn't have the subtlety of a kind of great player, Yeah, but definitely had the kind of attributes that made him, at, you know, at certain points, kind of a pretty key figure for that Scotland team. So, no, and definitely the sort of player that Scotland could currently have, we'd, we'd like to yeah. have. I think there's there's few people in that squad that can carry as well as him. Like maybe the kind of player he is, the closest thing you've got is like a Josh Strauss, for example. Yeah. I think Thompson, you know, his odds on start at eight, but I think he's quite a different player. Um, but yeah, it, it is sad because it seems as if sort of, you know, 2015 was sort of the peak of his career, I suppose, when he went to Bath straight after that World Cup. Yeah. And then his career stalled a bit going to Worcester, and seemed to have picked up again, getting back in Scotland squads and, and getting starts at, at Leicester. But it, it, it's the injury and everything, like, it sounded awful. Like, yeah. The fact that he still can't sort of, he can't do any light exercise, he can't really read a book or anything, like, um, so, you know, he just needs to get himself sorted. And it does sound like as well, like the SRU and Leicester and everyone around him is out, giving yeah. him a lot of support. So, sounds like he'll... Stand himself in pretty good stead. Yeah, all the best to uh, Dent Wheezy. Um, hopefully, it all goes well for you. Um, other news this week: the uh, private X company CVC. It seems that they have secured a deal, three hundred million quid, um, for a big slab of the Six Nations. Alan, you're the finance man around here. Give us a bit of insight into it. <laughs> I'm the finance I mean, man. Hanny literally works finance. You're, you're, you're the Sports strategy guy. I'll give you that. Yeah, well, whatever that means. <laughs> um, well, I don't care. Well, what have you tell me about the CVC deal? Uh, yeah. So, because originally it kind of seemed that they were only buying a stake in the Six Nations. And then it sort of changed slightly. So now they're buying, and originally it was a 30% stake. It sort of changed now a 15% stake, but in the Six Unions commercial arm. So not only does that include the Six Nations, but also includes stuff like the Autumn Internationals and Summer Tours. And then what also kind of came out of the back of it was there's still conversations around them investing in the Pro 14. So they were looking at putting like 115 million in for mm. 27%. So that values the six unions commercial arm at 2 billion and values the Pro 14 at around about 400 million. Big numbers. I mean, really, really big numbers. <laughs> like I said, I guess I'm a finance guy and I don't see how you're getting <laughs> to that two billion number for the sort of six unions. The There is still obviously a couple of unknowns. It's not clear to me whether that is a split, an equal split between the six because clearly the yeah. English and French commercial arms are considerably more valuable than Italian and the Scotland side. Yeah, yeah. Although I don't know in terms of how they're set up at the moment, how that would all work. And then the one thing we were sort of discussing, and it's not really been clear to me, 
is in terms of just sort of like governance and process. Like, do Dodson and Don Mackay need to bring this back to the board and be like, we want to do this deal. Can you sign it off? Or can Dodson <laughs> literally just sell as much of the SOU as he wants? And Presumably, it's got to go through some sort of process, but I've got absolutely no idea. I just wonder if the clubs will kick up any sort of fuss or if there's anyone within the Yeah, I, I don't really know how the, the sort of a voting process might work. Yeah. So you don't sort of have shareholders, right? Yeah. And I mean, ultimately, you know, the clubs are going to be beneficiaries of revenue in the future. And ultimately, whilst you're obviously taking a, a lot of cash now, you're sort of forfeiting a percentage of your future revenue in order to get a yeah. little sum now. I think the other, the other concern was that it might mean that the Six Nations goes behind a paywall and goes to pay TV. And the thing is, is clearly that is part of the thinking behind the deal because if it wasn't, people would come out like straight out and just deny it. And yeah. no one is denying that they're looking at that as a... I wonder it, if it sounds like people might, as if CBC might want to sort of package Premiership Pro 14 and Six yeah. Nations as like a, a rugby bundle. Yeah. And you probably chuck the championship in there yeah. as well. I wonder if it will be like the Six Nations will go like the Scotland test where you could watch the Scotland, like the summer test live, but then on the premier free sports, you could watch it, but like an hour later. So that like you'd be able to get it free, but not sort of um, live, basically. I feel like that for that kind of delayed free angle, it's just actually, it's just such like a cop out and it's so shit because ultimately... It is what CBC did to Formula One though. Yeah, no, 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 it is. But ultimately it gives people like the SOU and the Six Nations a way of being like, we are keeping free to air coverage when actually everyone knows that the moment a game's played... Particularly the, now, the, yeah. the interest of watching yeah, yeah, yeah. drops by about 99%. Yeah. But at least it gives you that kind of top-line message of being like, we're not removing free-to-air rugby. Yeah, which I bet they will do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, so, they have to to make that amount of money work. Which yeah. Is, yeah, I know. I, I think it is. You know, ultimately, like the bro- broadcasting market isn't particularly strong. And then I don't really see how they're going to make that much money from sort of sponsorship. So it feels like that's the way it's going to go down. And I think it's quite pretty sad because ultimately you know we've all grown up on free to air six nations rugby it's probably the first rugby that i sort of remember yeah and i do think it is a big entry point for a lot of people you know yeah it definitely is is it not the six nations one of these sort of protected sports right so that no it's it's a it's b listed which means b listed and i think so you have like a listed and b listed so my understanding is on b listed you need to have highlights or delayed coverage on free to air but i don't think you need to show the live on free to air right okay um i might be wrong on that but i think that i think that rings a bell so i think that's the model whereas you do get some stuff like the olympics where i think has to be on free Mm. to air all right. Well, we'll keep an eye on that um, and uh, watch Mark Dodson counting his cash. Um, the pro teams have been in action, getting ready. We're going to do a big Pro 14 uh, preview pod next week ahead of the first round of games. But a couple of things to touch on. Glasgow uh, beat Ulster at Scotson and Hugh Jones. Looks like he has reacted from being uh, left out of the Scotland squads with a bloody good performance. I mean, yeah, I, I actually watched the full game because they chucked up on on YouTube and Hugh Jones was, you know, just looking really sharp. Both, at 13? Uh, yes, at 13. Not Stain, fullback. Stain was on the wing and Glenn Bryce was at fullback. Um, Glenn both, Bryce got man of the match. Did he? Yeah. Oh, did he actually? <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> I seem surprised. <laughs> but, you know, Hugh Jones hitting hard lines, 
linking up well, you know, especially with Roy Hughes at one point to kind of set up a try. And he just looked like he was looking for work. And definitely, I thought, looked like the sharpest player on the pitch. And obviously, he's gone through a pretty intense sort of mm. pre-season. Yeah, he should be looking pretty um, good. But in terms of, you know, whether they go for him or Rory Hutchinson, if someone gets injured, you know, looking at that performance, you know, if someone does go down, like a Duncan Taylor or Sam Johnson, yeah, I mean, if he plays like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it's he's, not bad. He's, he's a pretty class thing yeah. player to be able any, to bring uh, in. Any new guys sort of putting their hand up? or? Um, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to remember now. Um, who you had? You still had actually like a relatively strong team. Yeah. You had like Swinson, Harley, Ash, Fazaro. The back row for Glasgow starting this season. You're still going to have Ash. Um, who's the Kiwi guy? Gibbons. Gibbons. Uh, Harley. Sw- you're going to have Harley. Fazaro. Fazaro. Um, Ferguson. Yeah. Like, there is actually a very strong, especially kind of second row and back. back yeah, row I agree. There. Um. So I actually think, you know, is it Cheetahs next week? I don't actually know. Uh, I think Glasgow are going to be, whilst they have 16 players missing, I actually think they're probably going to be mm. all right. Going into it must be season. Safari week then if it's the Cheetahs, because Edinburgh are playing uh, Zebra. Zebra, yeah, it is. We're we pushing that again. Kicking, it's, it's kicking off week, yeah. Safari week. <laughs> Edinburgh are trying to push it really hard. They're like, the four best tries against Zebra. <laughs> yeah, I saw like, that. Oh my God, these are all terrible. <laughs> that does bring up some vintage, terrible Edinburgh teams yeah, under exactly. Solomon's. The back line, awful. Um, uh, but speaking of Edinburgh, Edinburgh. Speaking of Edinburgh and returning centres, Matt Scott had a bloody good game in their win against the Ospreys. They lost. Their loss against the Ospreys. <laughs> I've been keeping. It was a very, close. I've been was keeping close. a very close eye on preseason. It's hard to be that get that fired up about it. But yeah. um, no, he looked. Uh, that's probably the key takeaway. He looked in really good nick. He looks in. He looks in great condition. Yeah, he's big. If you can get those guys on form, like. It just that makes such a big difference to the Edinburgh team. Should be a bit harsh on Dean and Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, I just still think though, like if you're getting Scott and Bennett 100, percent they're they're going to be a, that's a great far sense, more of a threat. great sense of partnership. Still question marks over ten, but we'll we'll see. We can cover that off. But as I say, we will come back to the Pro 14 next week, and we are in negotiations for an absolutely top drawer guest. So we will uh, announce that once we have it locked down. Um, that's all the news we're going to get cracking into a scotland preview before we do that though a reminder that we do love to hear from you guys through reviews on itunes matt you've gone absolute belter this week do you want to read it out yeah so this is uh from bangalong shelly bangalong shelly um so good a surprisingly (laughs) well-informed and light-hearted niche podcast i'd love it if you could do an occasional match companion podcast where you guys record yourselves watching a game so that us exiled fans can have something to watch the game with. I won't even mention the other lame podcast <laughs> that feels God. like a GCSE project <laughs> and falls flatter on its face with every episode. And while the official Scottish Rugby podcast is decent, it comes with the obvious restrictions of being unable to be too critical. Q Allen. Five stars. Five stars. I thought... I like how it's surprisingly well-informed. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. You always want to sort of under promise over yeah, deliver exactly yeah that's fair so thank you very much for that and we're gonna get right into previewing the scotland island game after a quick word from our friends at find a player sorry for this very brief interruption to some great scottish rugby content but we just wanted to send a message from our friends over at find a player 
It may be September and the rugby season is well underway, but organizing your games can still be a bit of a nightmare. Get yourself onto the App Store and download the Find a Player app. The Find a Player squad management tool makes organizing a breeze with features that help you to tack numbers so you don't lose count of who's in and out on your WhatsApp group. You can rate your mates after you play them. How good is that? And you can pick teams based on player skills and fitness. So get your squad out of the WhatsApp group and run your team through the Find a Player app. That's on the App Store, Find a Player And if you use the special code, which you'll find on our Twitter page or in the show um, description of this podcast, you will be added to a group of fellow Thistle listeners. So you will find the best and smartest people in Scotland to add to your team. That is the Find a Player app. Get it on your app store now. Right, the Ireland team has been announced. We're keeping a very close eye on the Scotland Twitter feed. It is half eight on Friday morning. The Ireland team is out. We're expecting the Scotland team, hopefully, before we stop talking. But the Ireland team is out, starting with Keen Healy, Roy Best, Tag Farnong, uh, Ian Henson, uh, Ryan, Omani, Van der Fleer, and Stander in the pack. Backline of Conor Murray, Johnny Sexton, Bundyaki, Gary Ringrose, Conway, Stockdale, and Jordan Lamour. Um, that is the Ireland team that's going to run out against Scotland on Sunday morning. Lads, I guess initial thoughts on that. Um, yeah, that that pack is quite scary, I think. Uh, I just, you know, there's been quite a lot of talk about Ireland, like sort of not playing that well recently. But I, to be fair, I don't think in recent matches they've been able to put out that pack um, or, or they have chosen that pack. I think that, you know, that spine, particularly Furlong, Ryan, and then Stander, Omahi. yeah have sort of given Scotland a lot of issues in the past. And whether that's for Munster or Leinster, are pretty used to beating Scottish opposition. I, I just get a sense that people like Omani and Stander see this as like, not a banker, but they will be very sort of comfortable playing against Scotland just because they know they can beat them. Yeah. Um, I, the back line, like, obviously Murray and Sexton is really, really strong. Um, Diggers is strong. It doesn't feel as strong as it was even sort of a year ago, though. Yeah, I agree. And there's obviously sort of question marks about Johnny Sexton's durability. Yeah. He still just can like lead that pack around the pitch. And if he's got a decent platform, then he can control things really well. Yeah. Um, beyond that, I don't think the backs are that good. I think actually not having Carney's quite a big one. Especially if... I just think he gives that solidity and like leadership to what is quite a callow back three. Especially if, as it looks like, it doesn't look like it's going to rain all day, but it looks like there's definitely going to be some drizzle all day on Sunday, plus just your standard humidity. So, yeah. you know, I reckon Carney was an absolute shoe in the start of this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he would have been. And would have brought... <laughs> and to be fair, even Earls, you know, whilst he's not a big guy, he's actually relatively solid. I think Earls is quite a big part of that Ireland team now, actually, yeah. as as like a, a leader and a proven performer at like the highest level. Yeah, so huge amounts of experience. Con- Conway is a good player, but I think that our back three players are just as good, if not better, than than him. So I'm, I'm not sort of worried in that front. It's just, yeah, that battle one to eight that yeah. does worry me. I suppose likely Scotland pack to go up against that. I think the front row, probably Dell, McAnally and Nell. Yeah, yeah, um, and then I suppose second row, I, safe money would probably go Gilchrist and Gray. Yeah, I think so. I think that's your, that's going to be your front five, which is, I mean, that's very solid, but it's possibly mm. just 
I feel they're going to, as a unit, going to have to have like one of their best games ever. They're going to have to be at the sort of top. Just, top just to even maybe like match that front five. It's fair. I think as Mark Palmer made a point where he was saying, you know, Gray's had a lot of seven out of 10 performances and he really needs to step up and have an eight or nine out of 10. Yeah. And I think that is completely fair. Like we all know Johnny Gray, and we've said it a lot on this podcast as well. Johnny Gray's had a lot of just solid performances. Yeah. Yeah. Make, making his tag, he's making 21 out of 21. It's yeah. great. Making probably 10 runs for three yards. But yeah. there's something about, you know, how the Atojis, how James Ryan can just, and Wynn Jones, they can just sometimes physically, for periods of games, just physically dominate yeah. the other side. Or have those big moments when yes. they're really important, which, yeah, I feel like Johnny Gray is sort of that consistent, rather than sort of yeah. grabbing the game really by no, the scruff of the breaker, neck. Yeah. Um, and I, I feel like actually Standard's one of those as well, particularly in maybe Omani against Scotland, that they've been able just to sort of gain that physical edge which gives on the, the control. I think we we probably hammer on about Johnny Gray. We probably, in a weird way, give him more um, shit than a lot of the other second rows. But I think that's mainly because I think as a three, we all think he has that in him. Yes. You know, I just don't think Gilchrist or Tulis have that sort of like big world-class second row performance in the locker, whereas it feels, you know, Johnny Gray... Against Saracens this year. Yeah, you've this seen year. it a couple of times. There's for been hints of what he really could against, deliver. Against um, New Zealand in 2017 as well. Yeah. Like so had for an absolute blinder. Gilchrist, Gilchrist, had, a, Gilchrist had a very, very good game <laughs> in that game. Yeah, but that's, that's the thing. You're sort of relying on all of these guys, you know, reaching that yeah. level just, yeah. just to sort of get parity. But then I think if we if we get parity, we've got, we've got enough of those game breakers to, to edge it. Yeah. Well, let's have a look at the back row as well. I suppose probably one of the only areas of... Uh, a bit of discussion about that Scotland starting 15. Um, a lot of people on Twitter sending in their suggestions. The, the vast majority going with Barkley, Watson and Blade. Six, seven, eight. That seems to be the consensus. Any, uh, any dissenting opinions? I think there's a, there's a possibility that Townsend sticks to what he knows and plays Wilson at eight. Yeah. Which, I don't know. I, well, d- I just don't think Wilson gives you kind of enough in this sort of match in the physicality stakes. Um, just I, I still think Blade is not proven as like a really physical player. No, could be wrong, but um, I mean, if he plays, that is going to be have to be a big part of his role because I think you, you know it'd be nice to see him in the wide channels, but probably not going to be that kind of game. And yeah. Watson is the one that probably is going to do the bulk of the carrying in that pack. Yeah, well, so I'm you're really going to need Thompson to like make big tackles and. You know, when it when it does carry, sort of do it in the tight. Who's carrying? Who's carrying big for Scotland in that that eight? Rambo, Watson, Rambo, Watson, and then with the maybe contributions, Thompson, maybe from, Thompson, maybe Thompson contributions from Graham Gilchrist. Yeah, yeah, probably. It's not much. Barkley, it's, more of a link man. A couple of people saying, I know he's not actually officially with the squad, but since he's in Japan, it would have been maybe nice to see Bradbury chuck on the number eight jersey and, and well, have a go. Well, has it been made clear what? Has actually happened to Bradley. Yeah. He's still there. He's hiding in like and they, a bothy. But, but like they, haven't, they haven't <laughs> dropped Jamie Ritchie. There must be something in like the bylaws that allows them to just bring along I think there's. Cover. I think there's a deadline. I think it's like maybe by the end of this week, they have yeah. to make a call. Uh, but as we yeah. said... He's like, now just on holiday in Japan, yeah. officially. Uh, um, and going into... 
If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash boast. To the back line then, can you see anything other than Grieg and uh, Finn, 9 and 10? I really don't think so. I mean, Grieg didn't start at the Six Nations. At the start of the Six Nations, Ali Price was, was, num- was numero uno. Um, yeah, we lost that first game. Yeah, we've lost a lot of games. You know? <laughs> I just, games I just don't, I don't think, and it's, it's not entirely Ali Price's fault. Like he's often been at the back of sort of retreating packs, but I just think in the last year or so, when you've needed someone to come in and like control things and dictate the pace of the game, then Laidlaw is your man. He's our goal. He's our best goal kicker as well. Like he is clearly, I mean, as not he's not the captain, but. Yeah, pretty much like acts as a captain. Yeah, I imagine he almost has more input into like the game and strategy than Rambo does. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I can't see anything by that. And in the midfield, I was wrong as well. Laidlaw started the first game of the Six Nations. Oh, did he? <laughs> yeah. Who was it against? Was it against Ireland? Remember, we won one against Italy. Oh, the first yeah. Game yeah. up. Yeah. Um. And then the midfield, expecting Sam Johnson and Duncan Taylor. A couple of shouts for Pete Horn from. Uh, from the fans on Twitter, I'm Lewis sure Barrett no for one. I suppose Rogue shout that Chris Harris I, is going to get I was just, I was just going to say that. Yeah. Either Johnson, Johnson or Taylor at 12, and then Harris at 13. Just to cover ring rows. Yeah. I think they trust him. I, I really think they do. That will <laughs> melt down Scottish <laughs> rugby Twitter. It wouldn't, be the, it wouldn't be the end of the... I, I don't know. I wouldn't be like that gutted. I love that. I'm talking about Scott and selection. Look, it wouldn't be the end of the world. <laughs> First game of the World I mean, Cup, and that's what we're at. I don't know. I think it, it depends on the kind of side that you select and whether you kind of think, right, either we're going full out Scotland, like we're going for we're full our, Townsend. Yeah, full Townsend. Yeah. Like full fastest. I actually find that moniker quite annoying Fastest now. Fastest rugby in the world, TM. I'm like, you're Trade kind line. of giving away your game plan then. Like, what are you yeah. talking about? Yeah, but if it's the fastest, and you can't stop it. Well, anyway. Um, so I think that... Um, what are you looking at? 
So we've just seen that, that there's a tweet. This is not going to play well for people listening oh, okay. back to this podcast, but um, there's a tweet that's just gone out saying that the Scotland team's about to be announced. So oh, good. let's do some filler. Yeah. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Um, <laughs> All filler, yeah, no and killer. Then let's do back, it. Back three, I think that Darcy Graham's got enough to, to break that sort of stable three of Seymour Maitland and Hawk. I agreed. I mean, again, I'm trying to think if it is going to rain. And, you know, there has just been this big end. The issue with Ireland is my fear is if we get behind even by three points and we're chasing the game, yeah, that's it kind of over. Yeah, I, they start to smother us. We've got to lead yeah. from the front. Got to lead from the front. And, you know, do they just trust? Is there still that just level of trust in Seymour that if it's raining under the high ball, you want him, in, you want him on there apart, instead of Darcy Graham? Yeah, I, th- I think for all of Darcy Graham's sort of virtues, he hasn't really been tested under the high ball. No. And I think Seymour, in recent years, his high ball game has been like one of his best attributes. Definitely think he's improved the most. Yeah. Um, but I-, I wouldn't mind if Darcy was in there. I think no, that might no. show a bit more sort of, as you say, a bit more intent. Exactly. And, I, and, you know, ultimately, I think if we've been building our team around this attacking game plan fastest team in the world it would feel weird to sort of revert back to slightly more sort of like defensive selections yeah um I, yeah but I, yeah and i kind of felt like Tanzania whole world cup selection was sort of caught between those two stools yes um i mean if you look at the irish bench i think with clearly carberry's not come through as fit they don't have keith earls I think particularly their back subs look pretty pedestrian. Yes. McGrath, Carty and Farrell. Yeah. You've not yeah. exactly got game changers on there. I mean, no. being able to bring on like Tyg Byrne and Jack Coonan is potentially like, Tyg could, Byrne could Jack have Coonan's an impact. But then I suppose Scotland would have on the bench. Um, well, if you start Dell, it'd be Gordy Reeds, Fraser Brown. Fraser Brown coming on. Um, um to this, yeah. maybe in fact, you may have Cummings on the bench, more of an impact player. Yeah. I think, I think, um, if, I think you'd have he'd Cummings make quite a big impact. Yeah, and then um, you're gonna have Horn on the bench probably if he doesn't yeah. start. Yeah, um, but you're right. I think annoying is annoying about the weather because I think when you look at those back lines, I understand front five Ireland significantly stronger. Yeah. I don't know back row probably like a bit more power, but I actually mm. don't think it's that big a difference. And then I think in the back line, especially sort of 12 to 15, I, I, I actually do think we're stronger. Mm. And I think if you had like an open game with dry weather, I would be much more confident in Scotland taking down this Ireland team. But it's just that fear of, as you said, the, the eternal grind of Ireland. Yeah. I wonder if you, if you do select like Johnson and Taylor in the midfield, it gives you obviously like game breakers, but it also gives you like a lot of stability. Yeah. And, and like, if those guys can have like seven or eight out of 10 performances, then like I can kind of, I can see them causing, I seem a causing that Irish defense problems and B just sort of like bringing the cam heads and just sort of like not making mistakes and just doing the right things in the right areas of the pitch. Yeah. Um, so I think if, if those guys can get the better of their opposite men, then Scotland got a really good chance of winning. Absolutely. Well, why don't we have a little bit of a prediction then? What do you think is going to happen on Sunday morning, Matt, while we watch to see if the Scotland team is going to be announced? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
could just filibuster till then. I mean, it read, feels I'll, like it's twenty nine now. I'll read out right the, the SRU yeah. annual report until. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, it may, imagine they're going to announce it tonight. Um, I think I'd love to see a Scotland win, but I just think that it might become a bit of an arm wrestle, and Ireland will have too much from one to ten. So I think Scotland will lose by six. Come on, Matt. I know, That's just the nerves before your stag do talking. Be more positive. But once again, sort of set yourself low expectations and then... Yeah. Uh, Are we riding into a day three of your stag if Scotland win? Uh, possibly. <laughs> possibly. Yeah. Alan, what do you think is going to happen? Come on. Um, Buck the trend. Give us some positivity. So I'm not going to give you any positivity. Um, I think that, again, if it wasn't for the weather, I would have actually backed the Scotland team... But I just think with the weather and with that, kind of just repeating what Hanny's saying, but that 1 to 10, I just can't see a sort of different outcome. So I'm going for Ireland by about 6 or 7. I have put money on Scotland to win the game. So have I, actually. Because Scotland are 3 to 1 to win the game. Through Betfair. Actually, through Betfair as well. We'll Um, get into that in a second, yeah. And I think their odds are better than 3 to 1. Well, I think what's interesting in Betfair, who we're working with this World Cup. Um, so, get if you are placing bets on the Rugby World Cup, get on to Betfair, gamble responsibly, of course. But they offer amazing uh, uh, odds on all the Rugby World Cup. The spread is Ireland by eight. Yeah, mm. I think that's quite. I think that's quite big. No, no, more than a converted try. It doesn't feel to me that Ireland are going to beat us by that. In fact, it doesn't feel like they're going to beat us at all. Oh, you can't. Oh. Be- <laughs> I've got a feeling, and I know it's going to, I'm going to be betrayed by the hope again. It's fair. This is a big moment for Scotland. I think we need. This is going to be the performance. I'm feeling really good about it. Really, I don't know. Do you, do you, you you always predict. You genuinely always predict Scotland. Yeah, no, because somebody's got to. <laughs> and uh, I don't know as much as you guys. So yeah. <laughs> I'm a bit more blinded. Do you think it's going to play at all that potentially Ireland have been more tested in the warm-up games? So they sort of had England. They had the two games against the last two games have been against Wales, where our last two games have been against Georgia. And yeah, you-, you can people argue it both ways, right? Like you can yeah. be undercooked or overcooked. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I just kind of get the sense that Ireland, through those warm-ups, tried out a few combinations, didn't quite work, got themselves up to speed, and now they're like, maybe apart from the back line, they can play pretty much their first-choice team. So yeah. that, that team looks probably isn't that dissimilar to the one that you know has done very well in Grand Slams and even like beating New Zealand in recent years. Yeah, and actually I remember against that New Zealand, in that New Zealand game, Josh van der Fleer was... Okay, I think he came off the bench and he was absolutely class. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not like I think he's a he's a good player, but Watson's just as, well, Watson's yeah. better. At Watson's the, better. Barkley, if he has a good game, can match him. Yeah. Um, I tell you what, there is no arguments about is absolute loving the island. It's happened. The team's come out, guys. We <laughs> managed to do it. Oh, we have filibustered nice. it, and it is exactly what we predicted. Oh, <laughs> nice. Um, it well, is not, Alan not Dell, Harris. Stuart McAnally, Willem Now, Grant Gilchrist, Johnny Gray, John Barkley, Hamish Watson, Ryan, Ryan Wilson, Wilson at eight. Greg Laidlaw, Finn Russell, Sean Maitland, Sam Johnson, Duncan Taylor, Tommy Seymour, and uh, Stuart Hogg with a bench of Fraser Brown, Gordy Reid, Simon Bergen, Scott Cummings, Blade Thompson, Ali Price, Chris Harris, and Darcy Graham. Oh, I'm so excited. That That's is made strong. Me so excited. That is, that is a strong Greg, side. Greg's replacement 10. 
Grieg is replacement 10. Or Hog, obviously. That's interesting. There's a that lot of things to talk about. Well, we've got now 15 minutes before we have to be out of this meeting room to start, um, <laughs> start the day. Let's talk about that. Big discussion points. Obviously, Ryan Wilson starting think, at eight there. I think he's picked safe. Yeah. So the, the, two, the two big picks are Wilson versus Thompson and Graham versus Seymour. Yeah. And he's gone for tried and, and tested. Yeah. The guys that over the last three, four years have been in all the big wins that he trusts to put in the big performance. Both got over that sort of like 50 cap type Scotland players, even if they're not there. Like yeah. big leaders. Like Ryan Wilson is a big leader in that squad. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm excited about that now. Just seeing it on paper. Nine, nine, nine of that starting 15 played in the last World Cup as well. Yeah. A lot of experience. A lot of experience. Oh. Yeah, what do you make? They, of that? they are sort of your, as far as Scotland have big game players. I mean, that's all of them, right? Yeah, and excite a, a little bit of excitement. You can see pace coming off the bench. Just in you bring on Fraser Brown, Scott Cummings, Blade Thompson, Ali Price, Darcy Graham. Yeah, he just yeah. hope like that. Oh, the the ten to fi- to fifteen is, is so good, absolutely fire like that. If they all play like to the top of their game, like I doubt you've seen sort of like a higher quality backline coming out of Scotland for a long time yeah like that is seriously good and I Does, feel like they're all just like natural enough rugby players and ball players to make each other better has that made you want to change your mind on your prediction Matt <sighs> yeah go on go on <laughs> I'll say Scotland by three Scotland by three I'm very excited having seen that yeah interesting I think I just feel maybe about 40 minutes in, we'll be saying like, why the fuck is Wilson in this team? Yeah. <laughs> I just, we, when we've done the, it so many times. When he drops times, the first kickoff, yeah. you're like, oh my God. He gets, <laughs> he gets like yellow carded five minutes in. Cheers. Yeah. Um, interesting, actually looking at the, the replacements, I think you got Fraser Brown, Cummings, Blade Thompson, Darcy Graham, Ali Price. There is a lot of energy and kind of, um, oh, and yeah. in the pack, sort of physicality com- coming off that bench, which I don't think we've probably had for a very, very long time. You so, can see slight people changing the game, or if we need to inject a bit of pace. The game changes. The game changes, yeah, exactly. Um, Did you see um, Gordon Reed teaching the Japanese guy Scottish, the video? Uh, I, I saw it getting thrown oh, around. It was, I just, it was I actually it was so I funny. Actually watched it. He's, like, he's like, repeat after me, I am skint. Because I play for the Ayrshire Bulls, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like Yadobar. <laughs> it's like what Ryan Wilson brand. is Adobar. <laughs> so funny! Great brand ambassador for the uh, Ayrshire Bulls. Out in um, well, that's very very exciting. I'm glad that happened while we were on air. Yeah, that was good. No, that is good. Um, I guess when you you know probably that Barkley Watson Wilson back row before Barkley's injury that was kind of. That that was that was the back row. That was nailed on. Is that the back row when we played England at Murrayfield? Yes, it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but not, the back, row, was not the back row the last time we beat Ireland, though. No. Strauss was at eight. Strauss was at eight. Yes. Ryan Wilson is, when we played Ireland this year, and obviously we didn't win during the Six Nations, Ryan Wilson was in Johnny Saxon's face all day. Well... That's and then he went off job. after about 25 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine he's, he may, well, happens, he may it, well be picked. If going, that, yeah. If going, that happens and Ireland needs to bring on Jack Carty, like, yeah. that is massive. 
I mean, obviously, there's nothing. There's going to be no official written down thing, but they will be targeting Johnny Sexton. Definitely. Get him off the park as quickly as he possibly Even can. Even if he wasn't sort of seen as a bit brittle, yeah, you'd, you'd be like, we need to get in his and Conor Murray in his face, tackle yeah. his standing leg as Glasgow did. Oh God, <laughs> a couple yeah. of seasons ago, well, did not officially do. Yeah. There's there is that edge between, especially sort of Glasgow and Munster. Yeah, yeah, that yeah always yeah, just seems to, you know because they obviously fill so much of the teams, kind of carries over into yeah. that kind of Scotland yeah. Ireland game. Um. Bloody egg, I'm excited. That's made yeah. me so excited now. It made it very real. It has made it very real. Now we've just got to get through the next 48 hours <laughs> of drinking ourselves to oblivion and then wake up yeah. Sunday morning to a Scotland yeah. win. That'd be good. I mean, ultimately, it's that front three and whether the, that first scrum in the rain, Alan Dell versus Tag Furlong, what have you got? That is, that, is the starting, up. that is the starting front row that was at Murrayfield in 2017. I did look, and they I didn't think give it away. Was Fraser Brown, wasn't it? <laughs> was it? Oh no, sorry, it was Fraser Brown rather than Rambo. But, but in terms know. of props, yeah, in terms of props, yeah, they did still give away penalties that day. Oh boy, did they! So, oh um, do you want to do a quick quiz? Yeah. One thing I was going to say is already Ireland have a small win because the way they've structured their team, oh, so much better, is yeah. significantly what, better. What is that about? I don't understand how people get team sheets wrong. The Ireland team is sexy. Like, yeah, I like yeah, it yeah. The, 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 the graphics are fantastic. Yeah. It's top quality shit. Um, <laughs> um, very quick quiz because this meeting room is booked in eight minutes time. So yep. let's get let's going. Okay. We'll be very, very quick. Okay. Opening games of the Rugby World Cup. Okay. Opponent and location. <laughs> okay. I want, we're going to go 2015 all the way through to 2003 and then for 99 and 95 just just opponent because you're not going to get location i can't even remember what the 2015 one was 2015 opponent um, opening game usa no second <laughs> opponent japan one point do you know where it was i was at king's home one all well done lovely yeah <laughs> 2011 new zealand yep Opening game. Romania. Boom. Location. Romania. Carisbrook. Close to my heart. Invercargill. Dunedin. Invercargill. Ah, no. <laughs> I, knew, I knew it was at like a chance. And we almost, we almost lost it. Yeah. Well, we played Romania and Georgia in Invercargill, and they were both absolutely oh. shan games. Yeah. Both <laughs> absolute <laughs> shitters. Yeah. Send the worst teams to the uh, very 2003. South. 2007. 2007. France. Um, um, you're not going to get the location, but... <laughs> Because actually, we did play some games at Murrayfield. Yeah, I remember yeah. we played New Zealand yeah. at Murrayfield, but we didn't play the first game at Murrayfield. Was it not in um, Lyon? I don't know how close it is in Saint Etienne. Okay, Saint-Etienne. maybe we had a really shan team. My dad, my dad in went. The group. I think he flew yeah, to Lyon. Um, Portugal. Boom! Ah, oh, great shot. Portugal first up. Yeah. Scotland versus Portugal. The people of Saint Etienne treated <laughs> to an absolute thriller. <laughs> uh, well, did it sell I, think, I think we played Italy on, in Lyon. My dad went to that match. Yes, I think I got it. Um, and then in 2003, the people of Townsville were given an absolute yeah delight. Um, I think it was Fiji. Nah, that was the last group. That was game. the last game when oh, yeah, we, we had to, to get. Fiji, we needed to win it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. France. No, we played France we later absolutely on. Absolutely hosed. Because France's first game was against Fiji, and that's when Rupeni Thauthau scored yeah. like that 80 meter like wonder try and then got like Sinbin nearly killing someone. We beat Portugal 56 10. I'm just looking up now. It's a nice win. Very good win. Was it? Oh, I can't remember. One of the calendar of the US? 
So we in so we had it was Scotland, France, Fiji. Then who else did we have? I think it might have been USA again, actually. No, because US had South Africa. No, no, no. In fact, wrong World Cup. And then it was Japan. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, so it was played Japan uh, quite a few times uh, that way. Yeah. Um, you know, we haven't lost to Ireland, Samoa, Japan, or Russia in a World Cup ever. You love to hear it. Interesting. How many times have we played Ireland once? In 91? I, I think, yeah, during, in, in 1991, when we used to have their number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and then opening opponents in the 99 World Cup? Was it Spain? No, I think they were in, they were in the group, though. Yeah, I, I don't this know. This was actually at Murrayfield. I don't know. Big South Africa. Ah, ah very nice. And then you got to remember the opening game of the 95 Rugby World Cup. Was it Ivory Coast? It was Coast? Ivory Coast. It was the Ivory oh, Coast. Ah, the big one. The big the, one. The closest game to my We heart. don't have to go back beyond that, do we? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, 91. <laughs> the ni- 95 game was in Rustenburg. Right. Uh, we are being ushered out We're of being the meeting uh, room. On that quite boring <laughs> quiz note. Is that all your questions? <laughs> That's all I've done. Okay, fair be, enough. That was very I good. I could tell you the four other players playing in Scotland who are at the Rugby World Cup. So playing for Sc- Glasgow or Edinburgh. Who are the four other players? DTH. DTH playing for Canada. Bill Matter. Mm. Bill Matter playing the for The nuke for Tonga. Yeah. Nuke, very good. There's five players. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, um. No, I'm a wee bit Another lost. like Canadian? I don't know. Both playing for Glasgow. You know, Tamalua got dropped from the US oh squad. Did he? <laughs> Big Dave. Oh, no. uh, I don't know who the other two. Matswali, it's on the bench oh, yeah. of Fiji. Oh, yeah, nice. So and Dolokoto, who oh, hasn't actually played, but is in the is in the Fiji squad. Because that Josh, the Matavese guy who plays for Connor yeah, Paris, yeah. is starting, and then I think Dolokoto's on the bench for the for oh, Sat nice. for tomorrow. Well, there you go. Interesting. Lots to get excited about. Scotland versus Ireland on Sunday morning. Get yourself onto Betfair. My bet of the week on Betfair was for Darcy Graham to score the first try. So <laughs> he is now. So hopefully there can be very yeah, low scoring. Good odds, to be fair. Off the bench. He's actually not even listed on the odds. Um, so that's good. He's not starting. <laughs> uh, but get yourself onto Betfair and have a look at all their uh, prices um, for the Scotland versus Ireland game. And we're going to be doing a bet of the week every week with them. Sign up to find a player. Get some beer 52 for the game. And come on, Scotland. We are commercial whores. I know. We such com- we're like, we've learned well from Mark Dodson. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right. Come on, Scotland. Cheers. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.